Well, it is Mother's Day. Thank God for moms. I'm very thankful for that. And uh, we got a gift that we'd like for you to have. The uh, ushers back there have got some stuff. If you have, if you are a mother, would you please stand? I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you please stand? Yeah, thank God for moms. I'm thankful we have a gift. If you guys would get those out as quickly as you can to these ladies that are standing, let's give the moms a hand. Let's do that. Very thankful. We, uh, it's 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 not a big gift, uh, but it's a gift that most of you ladies will use. Dish towels. I mean, hey, come on. It's, it's, it's something that's usable. While they're doing that, let me read this. Uh, there were some second graders who were asked uh, these questions, and I'm going to read a few of these while we're getting that done. Um, why did God make mothers? Uh, someone said, she's the only one that knows where the scotch tape is. <laughs> and another one said, mostly to clean the house. I knew that wouldn't get a lot of laughs anyway. <laughs> uh, I thought this was good. To help us, out, uh, to help us out of there when we were getting born. Okay, okay. Uh, how did God make mothers? Um, someone said, magic, magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. <clears throat> um, God made mom just the same like he made me. He just used bigger parts. I like this one. What ingredients are mothers made of? Uh, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. (laughs) Got to have that for sure. Uh, Why did God give you your mother and not some other mom? Uh, One one said, we're related. (laughs) A good one. Uh, uh, I, I like this one. God knew she likes me a lot more than other people's moms like me. <laughs> I just picture that one anyway. <clears throat> what kind of little girl was your mom? Uh, I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> and another one said, they say she used to be nice. Uh, let me see. Uh, what did mom need to know about dad before she married him? Um, she had to know his background. Like, is he a crook? I like this one. Uh, does he make at least $800 a year? <laughs> uh, why did your mom marry your dad? My dad makes the best spaghetti in the world, and my mom eats a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or this one. My grandma says that mom didn't have her thinking cap on. (laughs) Who's the boss at your house? Well, mom doesn't want to be boss, but she says she has to be because dad's such a goofball. 
That's bad. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, I guess mom is, but only because she has a lot more to do than dad. Okay, what's the difference between moms and dads? Uh, moms work at work and work at home, and dads just go to work at work. <laughs> that could start some arguments. Anyway, <laughs> what's the difference between moms and dads? Mom know, moms know how to talk to teachers without scaring them. <laughs> Uh, let me see. What does your mom do in her spare time? Uh, mothers don't do spare time. All the ladies say amen right there. Yep, yep. Uh, another one said, to hear, tell, to hear tell it, she pays bills all day long. <laughs> uh, let me see. What would it take to make your mom perfect? Uh, one said, on the inside, she's already perfect. Outside? I think some kind of plastic surgery. <laughs> I didn't say these. I, I'm not the one that made these up. Uh, what would it take to make your mom perfect? Another one said, diet. You know, her hair. I diet. Maybe blue. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? Someone said, she has a weird thing about me keeping my room clean. I'd get rid of that. <laughs> uh, I'd make my mom smarter than she would know it was my sister who did it, not me. Uh, and then uh, the last one said, I would like for her to get rid of those invisible eyes on the back of her head. <laughs> All moms have those. Might as well get used to it. Uh, we're going to go to... Luke, the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke in chapter 19. Thank you, mothers, for being mothers. We need godly moms. We need that in homes today. And I thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Luke chapter 19 in your Bible. Thank you for being here. Thank you, visitors, for being here. We appreciate that. We love visitors around here. We hope you've already been made to feel at home. Luke chapter 19, when you find that, if you'd stand with me for the reading the Word of God in honor of God's Word, as is our custom here at Riverside Baptist Church, unless you're not well able to stand, and then God, God knows all about that, uh, please don't feel obligated. Luke chapter 19, verse number 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. 
And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Excuse me. If you'll leave your Bible open there, we're going to visit these verses throughout the message, a few of them. Um, I've titled the message, The Change That Only Christ Can Bring. There is a change that only God can make in our life. And we're going to look at that through this story. Let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we do thank you for the ones that are here this morning and for the ones that are watching uh, by live stream. And we pray now that you'd bless the reading of your word and the preaching to follow. We need your help. We know that without you we can do nothing. And Lord, we, we, we fully admit that in front of this congregation and ask, Lord, that you would give us the power, the, uh, Lord, the, the, the boldness, uh, the clarity of mind and speech that we need to bring this message this morning. And I thank you for everyone that is here, and I certainly thank you for the moms that are here, and Lord, their, their willingness to raise the children the way they have. Help us all now, though, Lord, and if there's someone here that does not know Christ as their Savior, we pray that you would speak very clearly to them, convince them, convict them of their need of a Savior. Uh, Lord, please, please do the work that only you can do. Uh, help us now, we pray, and ask all of these things in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you very much for standing for the reading of the Word of God, and please do be seated. A lot of people have learned the story of Zacchaeus in Sunday school, if you were brought up in church. And it really is a great story. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. You probably know the song or heard your kids singing if they've been to Sunday school. But it's a great story about a man getting converted that most gave no hope in being saved whatsoever. I mean, people looking at him, they'd have thought, man, this guy, he's going to be wicked the rest of his life. There's no hope for him, this wicked guy. And I think we can draw great encouragement from this story because no matter the circumstances, whatever we have been through in life, wherever we are right now in life, Jesus can save anyone. I mean, he is a great Savior. We know before this, shortly before this, Christ had dealt with a rich young ruler who was definitely, from what we can see, an upstanding young man outwardly. I mean, but not so with Zacchaeus. Because Zacchaeus was a chief publican. He was a tax collector who was known for his unkindness. He was known for his unfairness. The rich young ruler that Jesus had dealt with, he refused the words of Jesus. And because of that, he left Jesus unconverted. But Zacchaeus, he received the words of Christ and was gloriously saved, as we're going to see as we get on into this. So the rich young ruler is spending eternity in hell, a very real place. Zacchaeus is going to be in heaven for eternity because of his willingness just to listen to Christ and do what Christ would have him to do. See, how we, how we respond to Christ determines our destiny, how we respond to him. Well, i tell you what, preacher, I don't need anybody trying to shove religion down my throat. Me neither. No, no, I'm, I'm being honest and earnest. I, I don't either. I don't want that. I didn't want it before I got saved at the age of 27. I, I don't want it now, and I don't want to try to do that to anyone whatsoever. But the Bible is true. It's not a fairy tale book. I mean, it's absolutely true. And, and the words of Christ are true. 
And, and so our eternity, our destiny depends on how we receive and how we respond to the words of Christ. It's important that we hear these things. We know that as Jesus entered and came into Jericho, that Zacchaeus climbed a tree. He was there in Jericho. I mean, a, a, a town under divine curse. We know that it was destroyed by Joshua uh, when he, they entered into Canaan and God had put a curse on the city and even its re- rebuilding. And Jericho was a very beautiful city outwardly, but it was a corrupt place. Uh, we know this. We know that Christ healed blind Bartimaeus there and he converted Zacchaeus because when Christ shows up, when Jesus shows up, He can change a curse into a blessing, can't he? Oh, absolutely. He's a great, great savior. And Zacchaeus was the chief publican. Says that in verse number two, a chief among the publicans. Of course, he was a tax collector. And and he was uh, despised for being dishonest. And he used his position to pad his own pockets. And so there had to be extortion. And there was probably payoffs and even blackmail along the way. That's just the kind of man that Zacchaeus was. And he wasn't just a tax collector. He was a chief publican or the uh, one that oversaw other tax collectors. Because, oh, I can't even imagine the extent of, of, uh, of wickedness that he was in as he bossed these other guys around. And we know this for sure. The Jews hated them. They hated them. And, 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 and a publican was, uh, come on mouth, a publican was synonymous with sinner and hated just as much or more than anyone. They did not like the tax collectors whatsoever. Verse two tells us also that he was rich. He was rich. And his wealth had to do a lot, of course, with his dishonesty and his cruelty to other people. Uh, it says there in verse number uh, uh, two, uh, uh, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among publicans, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus who he was, and could not for the press because of his little stature. Um, in verse number eight, sorry about that. In verse number eight, it talks about that uh, a false accusation. And when it talks about false accusation, and we'll get back down there in just a minute, when it talks about a false accusation, it speaks of him gaining by extortion, gaining by blackmail, doing these things that he should not have done, um, that, that he might not cause the taxpayer trouble by reporting him to the Roman government. I mean, he, he said, if you'll do this and you'll do that, then I'm not going to report you and make lies against you anyway. So, so his wealth had a lot to do just because he was a dishonest man. But the, the story really takes a turn here because, I, and I just read verse number three, he wanted to see Jesus. And I don't know completely why he wanted to see Jesus. Probably a lot of it was curiosity on his part. He probably had already heard a lot about about Jesus, this man, the miracles that he performed, uh, the things that he was doing. I mean, he may have heard from different ones uh, uh, the stories of what was going on, but very apparently he already had some stirrings in his heart about his soul's condition. Man, I must not be doing right. And I don't know how it was before you got saved, but I guarantee you, God began to work in my life and he began to work in my heart and he began to... He, he, he started, um, he, he started uh, dealing with my heart that uh, I was a sinner. And I already knew I was a sinner. I mean, I was a horrible sinner before I got saved. No doubt about it. I already knew that. But I mean, when God starts dealing with your heart that way, it becomes real, doesn't it? 
I mean, I mean, God deals with you, and the conviction becomes very real as He deals with you. And I have to think that that Zacchaeus was probably experienced some of this, and, and pursuing Christ was the best thing that he ever did. And and, and I, my feeling about it is that it needs to be done by one and all. I mean, that we need to be seeking the Lord while He may be found. I mean, doing what we can to get to Jesus Christ. Mankind spends so much time seeking those things that bring no satisfaction and those things that are harmful. I mean, they look for satisfaction in all the things of the world and drugs and alcohol and the list goes on and on. Recreation, sports, entertainment, whatever the case may be. And it gets dark and ugly in some place and they're looking to be fulfilled and they're looking for satisfaction but I'm telling you, there is no real fulfillment until you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's what, that's what brings real fulfillment. That's what brings real satisfaction. And besides that, I mean, it can bring eternal benefits. Because one of these days when we graduate as born-again believers, we will spend eternity in a real place called heaven. <clears throat> Zacchaeus had a problem, though. I mean, besides being a sinner, which is his worst problem. Um, he was short. He was a little fella. He talks about that in verse 3. And we know this. Great, great crowds followed Jesus. Everywhere he went, the multitudes were following him. And they were following him. They were looking for more miracles. They wanted to see what he'd do next. All these different things. So great crowds followed him. And there was no hope, really, of anyone... anyone granting this tax collector a good position to see him. I mean, he didn't want to go forcing himself through the crowds because people didn't like him. I mean, he wasn't going to gain anything by trying to get through the crowds. And so he did what he had to do. Verse 4, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. So we see this, and, and this is important. His desire was strong. And those that truly desire to see, those that truly desire to come to know Jesus will do whatever's necessary to do that. I mean, they're looking, they're seeking. I mean, he had this desire and so he ran. We're talking about a rich tax collector. He ran and climbed, not caring what anybody thought. He didn't care what anyone thought at that point. He just wanted to see Jesus. I need to see this man. He's doing great miracles. He's changing lives. All these things happening. And and the crowd hindered him from getting in there, just just like crowds will hinder folks today. I mean, not everyone's looking for Jesus, but those that are doing so may have to overcome some obstacles to get to him. You you know, you you begin to talk to people that don't know Christ. You talk to them about coming to know Christ. I, I can remember I can remember in my own life before I got saved and God was dealing with my heart in different ways. And I talked to some of the friends that I had back there. It's like, man, it's like, God, is there a God and all these things? And I'm telling you, they, they, they were like, you are flipped out. What's wrong with you? You're going crazy. What are you going to do? You're going to get religious on us and all these different things. But I'm telling you, God was dealing with me and I, I knew that I needed something different. And sometimes we just have to overcome some obstacles, don't we? And sometimes, it, sometimes it's fantastic and sometimes it's friends and whatever the case may be we have to be willing we have to be willing to overcome those things he he put forth some effort and and that's really the only way to overcome hindrances Uh, we just have to get things out of our way and that's what he did by climbing a tree he just got everything out of his way so he could focus on Jesus the one that he felt like had the answers and so he made his way up into that tree 
I'm sure that to some extent along the way, that was humorous to some of the crowd that was there. Come on. I mean, what in the world is Zacchaeus doing? I don't know. I hope he falls out of there and breaks his neck. Come on, can't you hear it? Come on, come on. This really did happen. They were really people, and they were really like that way. Come on. Sometimes we read our Bibles with way too much seriousness, and we don't use our imagination. But this really did happen. And they see Zacchaeus, this rich young, rich, rich tax collector, climbing up this tree. Everybody hates him. I mean, I can only imagine the thoughts and the things that were going on along the way. But when someone decides to come to Jesus, they really cannot be concerned about what others are going to think. Uh, I mean, at that point, Zacchaeus didn't care what anybody thought. He didn't care what anybody said. He just wanted to get to Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. He, he wanted to see what was going on with these things. Look, 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 if we're seeking for Jesus, there need not be any shame. We, we don't have to be ashamed of that. Coming to know Jesus Christ as my Savior is the greatest thing ever happened in my life. I mean, the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. And, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, that he's still saving souls today. They're, they're, we don't have to be ashamed of that. Because it may, it may just hinder us from getting there. It may hinder us from having the spiritual blessing of salvation that he freely offers to everyone. We don't have to be ashamed. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. The devil will work hard to try to keep people away from Christ. He, he'll use anybody he can to try to keep people away from Christ. He'll use friends, family, I mean loved ones. He'll, no, no, he, the devil, he's, he, he's not ashamed to do anything. But we don't need to be ashamed when we're trying to get to Christ. Right. Now, now, what, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying we cannot be concerned with ridicule if we have a desire to know the truth. It really doesn't matter what anybody thinks if we're trying to find the truth. Well, I tell you, I, I, I tell you, people, religion has messed up so much today. I mean, it's messed up so much today. But boy, when we begin to seek the truth, when we begin to seek what God has to say about things, when we really want to know about eternity and how God can change a life, save a soul, all those things, when we're really concerned about that, I'm telling you, God can open up our eyes. He can open up our heart. He can do great and wonderful things. And we can't be concerned what anybody else thinks at that point. We're just looking for Him. It's a great thing. Look at verse number five there. It says, And when Jesus came to the place where the tree was, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. You know what's great? Zacchaeus wanted a good look at Jesus, but ended up getting a much better look than he bargained for. I mean, he was seeking, and so it's like Jesus said, I need to go see that guy. Oh, come on, like the woman at the well? You've heard that story? You know, this wicked, wicked woman had five husbands living with a man that's not her husband. Jesus went out of his way, I mean way out of his way, to be there at the well that day when she showed up. I'm telling you, that's our God. No, loving and caring and wanting. No, 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 not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's what God wants with us. That's what God wants for us. Jesus came to him. And it was really a gracious plea to Zacchaeus. This wasn't like an order, Zacchaeus, you make haste and you come down right now. No, 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 no. That's not the way that Jesus came to him. That's not the way that Jesus came to me. I was a wicked sinner. I didn't deserve to be saved. I didn't deserve to God to even give me a second look. I promise you that's truth. I don't know about you, but I do know about me. And I didn't deserve that at all. But when he came to me, he came very graciously. And he came very mercifully. 
And he was ready to pour out mercy on me that I didn't deserve. And he's willing to pour out grace on me that I didn't deserve. But that's our God. It was a gracious, a gracious uh, plea to Zacchaeus. I, I mean, he didn't merit any favor. Zacchaeus didn't merit any favor. No, he was a sinner. He was deserving of punishment, of course. And so it is with every sinner. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not anyone that has not. And it's only by grace that anyone at all would be saved. Ephesians 2.8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We can't work our way to heaven. We can't be good enough to get to heaven. There's not a big scale setting out the side of the gate of heaven that all of our good works are going to go on one side and all of our bad works are going to go on the other side. And boy, I sure hope my good works outweigh my bad works. Well, let me tell you, first off, they won't. They won't. But it's not like that anyway. No, 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 no. You can't join enough churches to get saved. You can't be baptized enough to get saved. You can't say enough prayers to get saved. I'm telling you, the only way that anybody's ever going to be saved is by the good grace of God, by turning to, by turning to God, trusting the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not of works, not at all. And so Jesus came, came to him and he made this urgent call. Make haste and come down, Zacchaeus. And, and, and I, can, I can say this really with no fear. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the fact that God already paid the price with His only begotten Son, the fact that He paid the price with His own precious blood, I mean, the fact that, that if someone will truly turn to God, repent, and trust Christ as their Savior, that all their sin will be forgiven, that they'll be born again by the Spirit of God, that a new life is given to them. I'm telling you, it is an urgent, urgent call. The gospel's always urgent. Always. Because salvation's needed now. If, if, if we wait, if we don't know Christ and we wait, I mean, it could be eternal disaster. Second Corinthians 6.2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of, say, uh, of salvation. Now is that time. Now is the time we should do it. Well, preacher, I've got a lot of time. You don't know that. I don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Come on. I, I mean, I mean, Jesus goes to Zacchaeus and said, make haste, come down. I, I, I'm telling you, I, it's, 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 if, if we know that we need salvation, we shouldn't put it off another day. We shouldn't put it off another hour. I, I'm telling you, he calls out to us. Zacchaeus' chance right there was now. It's now. I mean, Christ may not have passed that way again. He comes to him, make haste, Zacchaeus, come down. He may not pass that way again. We should not let any opportunity pass by to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And and let me just say this, whatever excuses that we may come up with, that's all that they are. They're just excuses. Well, you don't know the life I've lived. I don't, but God does. He still wants to save you. You don't know how wicked I've been. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, no, no, no. God still wants to save you. You don't know what I'm into right now. It doesn't matter. God wants to save you and deliver you from those things. And He will. If you'll just come to Him. Just excuses. Come to Christ when you're given the chance to come to Christ. 
Trust Jesus as your Savior when you're given an opportunity to trust Jesus as your Savior. And it had to be a humbling call to Zacchaeus because he said, come down, come down. This is a type of the humility that it takes to be saved. I mean, salvation is humbling. What do you mean, preacher? We have to admit to ourselves and to God that we're sinners, that we need a Savior, that there's no hope of salvation without that, without trusting Christ as our Savior, that we'll never be good enough, that we have come short of the glory of God. I mean, it's humbling. It requires a person to admit that they're sinners and their only hope is Jesus Christ. It's so sad because there's a lot of people that, that, that have and will die and will go to hell because their own pride will not allow them to admit that they're a sinner. I'm telling you, in my years in the ministry and people that I've talked to and shared the gospel with, it's, an amazing, it's amazing to me how many have said, have, how many have said, well, I'm a good person. Come on, preacher, you know, you're trying to make me feel bad in all of this, but I'm, I'm a good person. I mean, it's not like I've killed anybody. It's not, you know, it's a, I know, but we've all broke at least one of the Ten Commandments, and a lot of us have broken a lot more of them than that. And the Ten Commandments were given us, they're, 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 a, uh, they're, they're a great guideline along the way to try to live according to the Ten Commandments, but the Ten Commandments were given to us to show us that we're sinners to show us that we need a savior to to show us that we're not good enough that's why the ten commandments were given well yes they're great guidelines try to live by absolutely but we've all failed And, and a lot of people no no a lot of people just because of their own pride they won't admit that they need a savior that they need salvation. And, and, and our pride is not worth spending eternity away from God. It's just not worth it. It was a personal call to Zacchaeus. I must abide at thy house. So Christ was going to go to Zacchaeus' house. He's going to speak to him face to face. And we know this salvation is very personal. To be saved, you must have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. I remember the day that I got saved like it was yesterday. I rehearse it in my mind almost daily. I remember, I remember being under conviction. I remember knowing that I needed Christ as my Savior. I remember getting down beside my coffee table and crying out to God and asking Him to save my soul. And I'm telling you, friend, you may not remember the day, the date. You may not remember... You may not remember it. I'm telling you, if you've ever met him, you won't forget it. You'll remember that time because you meet somebody as big as God. I mean, you say by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you, you remember that time. Sure. Absolutely. It's personal. You have to have a personal encounter with Christ. And let me go, let me, it's just very true. Jesus does not go where he's not wanted. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to force himself on, on anyone. He doesn't go where he's not wanted. I mean, we have to desire that he would come into our life. And this tells us, I, really, I think, that, that, that Christ knew Zacchaeus' heart. Uh, Jesus offers up his salvation. And he offers up his salvation to all. And He's just waiting on a decision from us. 
See, God does not pick and choose who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Some religions want to teach that that's a fact. Well, God chooses who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. You just have to be one of the elect. Well, my Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No, 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 no. God, God doesn't do that. We decide. We make the decision. We are the ones that make the decision about that. Anyway, Zacchaeus responded. We're doing great here. Zacchaeus responded, verse number six, and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I like that part. It would be a, it'd be a wonderful thing if everybody responded in that manner. No, no, no. When Jesus deals with them, that they would just make haste, come to Jesus and receive him joyfully. And by the way, no, 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 look up here. By the way, if you're going to receive him, it has to be joyfully. Uh, again, he's not going to force himself on you. No, 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 no. no. You, you can't get it just because you want to get somebody else off your back. You can't get it because somebody else just expects you to do that. No, 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 no. You have to receive him personally, joyfully. I mean, it's like, I know I, know I need that. And, and Zacchaeus was ready. It says he made haste. He made haste to see him. He made haste to respond to him. Would to God that all would see the urgent need to respond to our Savior's calling, come to him. And he submitted to him. Christ called. I love this. Come on, this is very simple. Christ called. He came. I mean, he came. That type of submissiveness always results in blessings. Because obedience honors the Lord and will be honored by the Lord. You know, God dealt with me several times before I got saved. I, don't, I, haven't talked to, I haven't met a whole lot of people that really did get saved the very first time they heard the gospel or whatever. God dealt with me several different times about that. But I'm telling you, when I got ready and I knew I needed it and I came to Him and I called out to Him, He saved me just like that. He saved my soul, began to change my life from that, from that point. You know, the rich young ruler that I talked about earlier, he wouldn't submit, and he went away. He, he wouldn't submit, but Zacchaeus did submit, uh, um, and, and it ended in him receiving the greatest blessing ever offered, and that's, of course, the salvation of his soul. And he did it, again, with joy, received him joyfully. If Christ is ever going to be received, it will be with joy. No one can force you to get saved. It's not going to happen. It wouldn't do any good if they did. It would not do any good if they did. You better say this prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's a heart turning to God. It's that real repentance. It's you wanting what He offers. You have to want what He offers. Yeah, it's a personal choice of every individual. You'll either receive Him or you'll reject Him. I'll preach it's not like I'm rejecting Him. If you're not receiving Him, you're rejecting Him. And there was criticism, verse 7, and when, he, and, and when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that's a sinner. And that's always going to be the case when God's working. There will always be those that think they know better, that they can do better. People don't want to accept that, that which they do not fully understand. They, they, don't want, they don't like to accept that. When someone comes to Jesus, there's always going to be those that will mock and ridicule and, and, and all Excuse me, there was a lot of people after I got saved, it was like, well, Bill got religion. Let's see how long that lasts. Well, it's lasted 37 years. There's always going to be those that mock and ridicule. They were there in Jesus' time. They're still here today. 
And look, let me, let me throw this out. You need to be aware of those who criticize what God's doing in your life. Don't let them stop you from continuing to seek God, pursue God, and to do what God would have you to do. The encounter, it changed Zacchaeus. Look at verse number 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from, from any man by false accusation, I'll restore him fourfold. So Zacchaeus trusted Jesus and his life changed. His life changed. Because that's what real salvation does. It changes lives. I mean, he became upright. It says that he stood, a type of the change that God brings in someone's life. And he became devout. I mean, I mean, he called him Lord. Before that, he didn't care about God. He didn't care about his law. None of that thing. He just wanted to be rich. Now he acknowledged him as Lord. And he became generous. He said, I'll give half my goods. I, 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 look, before he wanted everything, before he met Jesus, he wanted everything that he could get his hands on. And now all of a sudden, he's willing to help anyone he can. I'll give it to the poor. I mean, nothing... Nothing looses our generosity like salvation. It does something to a person. He became very passionate. I'll give it to the poor. I mean, he used to be a cheater. Now he's concerned about others' feelings. I mean, conversion will make a hard heart soft. He, he became honest. If I've taken anything, he's already... No, no, he was ready to make things right with others, no matter the cost. Salvation changes a life. I'm telling you, it's not just religion. It's not just something that you do. It's something that God does in us. It changes us. He became a very responsible man. I'll restore him fourfold. He, he became a man of action. He was not all talk. It wasn't just talk. He was going to do what needed to be done. He, he was going to take responsibility for the trouble that he had caused others. And his position changed. Verse number 9, And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. His position changed. What do you mean, preacher? He had freedom. He went from a condemned soul to a pardoned soul. Being pardoned from heaven is the greatest pardon of all. He was now free of condemnation. Salvation brings the greatest freedom that anyone will ever experience. He changed families. Zacchaeus did. He went from being a child of the devil to a child of the king. No, he said, no it says that, son of Abraham. That, that, that word there, for so much, is quite the word because it comes from one Greek word meaning because. Because. The day of the day that this day is salvation come to this house because, as he also is a son of Abraham. See, Zacchaeus believed God the way Abraham believed God. And, and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, we have always been saved the same way. Old Testament, New Testament. We've always been saved the same way. By putting our trust in the Messiah. By putting our trust in the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ. 
He now, Zacchaeus now had the right to call God his heavenly father. And it was God, uh, it was Christ who caused the change. Look at verse 10. No, we're, we're, we're right at done. The son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. I'm thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. That God took on flesh and walked this earth as a man. That he was sinless, that he was perfect. But that he was willing to pay the price for our sin. For our sin. He he never had sinned. He did go to a cruel, rugged cross. He was nailed on that cross. He did shed his life's blood. He did give up the ghost and die. He was laid in a tomb. He did rise on the third day from the dead. And he does sit at the right hand even this morning, crying out, same, same message, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Preacher, it just, you know, how do you know all that stuff's true? Because he saved me. No, I, no, I know it's true because he saved me. I, no, 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 no. Before I got saved, stay with me just a couple more minutes here. I, I'm right at done. But I'm telling you, before I trusted Christ as my Savior, before I got saved, I tried to be better. I turned over new leaves. I tried to quit drinking. I tried to quit drugging. I tried to quit all the things that I was doing at different times, but it never lasted. It never lasted until I came to know Christ as my Savior. And then my life was different from that point forward. Well, have you been perfect since that time? Uh, No. And I'm glad Miss Pam's not here. She'd probably stand up and testify. No, I haven't. But I have been forgiven since that time. And God continues to show me mercy and grace. He continues to help me by His Spirit to get into His Word, to talk to Him, to continue to do those things that are right, to try to abstain from those things that are wrong. He has helped me do that. And He'll do that for anyone that's willing to come to Him. The Bible says that salvation comes by repentance toward the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, a repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. We turn our heart to God. We trust Christ as our Savior. And He saves us just like that. I'm so thankful for the salvation He freely, freely offers. But I am also thankful for the change that only Christ can bring. I'm thankful I get to go to heaven one day, but I'm thankful He changed my life after I trusted Him as my Savior. You know, really, whether you're a preacher, it came and I was really expecting a Mother's Day sermon. This is a good Mother's Day sermon. But really, whether you're a mom, a dad, a boy or girl, married or single, you need Jesus. He'll make you the mom you're supposed to be. He'll make you the dad you're supposed to be. He'll make you the son you're supposed to be. He'll make you the daughter you're supposed to be. That's our God. And really, He's waiting for you to come to Him, even this morning. If I was you, I wouldn't put it off any longer. Come down, make haste, come down. That's what He's still crying out today. We just have to be willing to come to Him. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's bow our heads for a moment. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed.
for just a moment. No one looking around in respect of the Lord and those around you for just a moment. Very well could be you're here this morning and say, Preacher, I don't know Christ as my Savior. I don't know Him as my Savior. But I'd like to come to that place one day. Would you please just remember to pray for me? Boy, I'd like to pray for you that way this morning. If, you're, if that's you, would you just slip up your hand wherever you're at and let me pray for you right there. God bless your heart. Appreciate your honesty in there. I appreciate that so very much. God bless your heart. You may put your hands down. Others? Yeah, preacher, that's me. When you pray for them, when you pray for me, oh, absolutely so. I want to do that. Yeah, salvation's the greatest gift that I've ever received, and I know it'll be the same for you. You didn't raise your hand before. You want to raise it now. Would you do that? Just let me pray for you at this point. Would you let me do that? Others? Others? I'm going to pray for you here in just a minute. Maybe you are already a child of God, but you're struggling. Maybe the things of this life and, well, just the things of this life have really got you in a bind. I'm telling you, God is always there for us. And He will help us to be what we should be if we're trusting in Him. But maybe you got some struggles today. And maybe even on Mother's Day you have some struggles because of things in the past, whatever the case. Preacher, I'm telling you, I, I know Christ is my Savior, but I'm, I'm struggling today. Would you just remember to pray for me? Well, I'd like to do that. Would you slip up your hand and let me pray for you that way? God bless you there and there and there. God bless your honesty. I appreciate that so much. There, over there, back there. Thank you. Thank you. You may put your hands down. Thank you so much for that. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for those in here that do not know Christ as their Savior. We know that you want to save them. And Lord, as you've dealt with their heart, I, would, I pray they would even come this morning and let someone take them aside and take a Bible and show them how they can get that settled before they leave this place today. It's so very important, so very important that they would get that done. And Lord, I, I, we don't want to move them. We pray, dear God, that you would help them to take that step, even to this morning, please. Lord, continue to deal with their heart that they might come to know Christ as their Savior before it's too late. And then for the other hands, and I, I don't know all the needs in this auditorium, but you know each and every need under this roof. And Lord, I don't know who's struggling. I don't know what's going on, but I pray for those, Lord, that you'd help them, strengthen them, give them grace, and show them mercy. And just your presence would be very real in their life as they seek to honor you with their life, that you would do amazing things that only you can take the credit for. Father, bless this time of invitation. Some may just need to come and thank you for what you have done, save their soul. Some may need to come and ask for mercy and grace. Lord, whatever needs to happen, we pray again for those that need to be saved. I pray that you'd help them, please, to even come this morning. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for loving us. We ask these things and commit this invitation to you. For we ask it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.